Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, December 22nd. Don't know about it at your house, but the countdown is on at our house as we move closer and closer to the Christmas celebration and uh, look forward into the new year. So hope you're doing well as we journey together this week. As I said yesterday, we're going to be looking this week at the four names, the prophetic names of, of Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, that God uh, speaks through Isaiah saying that the Messiah would come, that he would be our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace. And so yesterday we looked at the idea of Jesus as our wonderful counselor, the one who has come to guide and direct us as uh, the glory of God come among us and the wonder that that is. Today we're going to look at the idea of uh, Jesus being our mighty God. And I want to start with a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, In Bonhoeffer's writings about this passage from Isaiah, uh, he, he makes this statement, Mighty God is the name of this child. The child in the manger is none other than God himself. Nothing greater can be said. God became a child. In the Jesus child of Mary, in, in the Jesus child of Mary lives the Almighty God. Wait a minute. Don't speak. Stop thinking. Stand still before this statement. God became a child. Here he is, poor like us miserable and helpless like us, a person of flesh and blood like us, our brother, and yet he is God. He is might. In the might of love, he overcomes the chasm between God and humankind. He overcomes sin and death. He forgives sin and awakens from the dead. I I think it's easy for us to think of Jesus as mighty God and move immediately to the deity of Christ, the fact that Jesus is God. But part of the might of God through the Messiah is that he is also man, that he's baby, and he is might contained in flesh. He's the power of God, the fullness of God, contained in this baby born in Bethlehem. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1 that he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on heaven or things on earth, making peace by the blood of his cross. What does it mean for us that Jesus is the mighty God? Well, I, I think at least four things. Let me just hit them briefly. I think Paul says first that if Jesus is the mighty God, he's able to handle the challenges of this world. He's able to handle the brokenness around. He says in verse 16 that all things were created by him. 
whether things in heaven or things on earth, visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created through him and for him. If it all comes from God, then we know that he can handle it. When I have a limited vision of the might of God, I tend to have an outsized vision of my problems. It's one of the reasons why uh, a worship phrase is that we would magnify the Lord. We want to see the Lord for who he is, because when he's big, when he is the mighty God, he can handle the brokenness of our world. He can handle COVID-19. He can handle the loneliness of the season. He can handle the divisions within our country. He can handle the divisions within our own hearts. He can handle all that we are wrestling with in this moment. He can handle it because he created all of it. He is mighty. So first, he's able to handle the challenges of the world. He's also able to put his plan into effect. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He has this figured out. He's not simply a good man. He's not simply managing all of the details as a, as a sort of superhuman. But he is God himself. And so he is able to accomplish that which he's sent to accomplish. Thirdly, we can't do anything of real worth without him. If he's the mighty God, we're not. The, the bottom line is that when we recognize Jesus as God, we equally recognize that we are not God. In John 15, Jesus says, apart from me, apart from him, we can do nothing. Most of us don't truly believe that. We believe that we can do some things, just not as many things. We believe that we have some power, but we don't have uh, enough power. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us that anything of real worth comes from him. In uh, Colossians 1.18, Paul says he's the head of the body, the church. We read head and we think of um, the the top, the um uh, the the uh, top of the organizational chart, but really that word means more like um, uh, like font or a supply the the source of the church. He is the he he's the source of all of our power of all of the work that could happen in the world. And finally, and maybe most importantly. If Jesus is the mighty God, he is able to reconcile all things together. He is able to reconcile the brokenness of our creation. He's able to reconcile the brokenness of our relationships. He's able to reconcile our relationship with him so that we can be reconcilers in the world around us. In verse 20, it says, that through Jesus, God is reconciling to himself all things, whether things in heaven or on earth, making peace by the blood of the cross. And that's the central tenet of the mighty God. Because he is the mighty God, his death on the cross gives us real life. He is able to reconcile because he's mighty. I want to encourage you to consider Jesus as the mighty God, the one who is completely able. And as you, as, as you go through this season and maybe struggle a bit through this season, I pray that you would recognize the goodness and the graciousness of our mighty God. 
I pray that the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ would rest upon you, dwell within you, and flow out of you for his purposes in the world. Have a great day. Be back with you again tomorrow.